What's up, y'all? This is Byron Kennedy, and this is my podcast, Hot Chicken and Cage-Free Conversation. I worked in the radio business for a while, and then I moved over to the record business for a while, and then I just got done with corporate America. So I did what anybody else would do when they're uninspired and tired of the bullshit. I decided to become a stand-up comedian. And when you're a stand-up comedian, apparently you have to have a podcast because that's what the world needs is another podcast. So here's mine. And on today's episode, I'm going to sit down with Mr. Executive Producer Extraordinaire, Robert Deaton, right now on Hot Chicken and Cage-Free Conversation. Uh, you're a pretty busy man. Yeah, it's pretty busy. I mean, I, like like, I have a list here. <laughs> I had to make a list because I was like, I'm not going to remember all of the things that you're involved in and that you do. I mean, we worked together, and I, I knew you were busy, but I mean... Yeah, I like it that way, though. Executive producer of CMA Awards, Billboard Music Awards, CMA Fest, CMA Country Christmas. Uh, you produce movies, records, videos, like... Yeah. You're constantly... and So how the hell did you find time to do this crappy little podcast? Well, you're important to me. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> I, actually, yeah. like, thank you so much. It, no. it shocked me that, A, you were willing to do it, but... Be that you could find uh, time to do. No, I would do it. I, you know what? I love you. I'd do anything for you, bro. Dude, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, no, man. it is busy. You know, it's great stuff going on. And I was just in the recording studio on Friday with Vince. We cut a song that is un- incredible, just beautiful. And uh, so. So you put this on top of the plate because there was no more room. There was no more room. So if we didn't do this now, we weren't going to be able to do it. So I wanted to make sure that we got this done. How do you. you- you seem to stay pretty calm. When when we worked together, when I was in the music industry, Robert and I worked together a little bit. Uh, you you don't see ever seem rattled or stressed, or you just like how do you? I don't. I would be. I, I would be yeah, rattled. I don't think I necessarily get rattled. I, I I will say that there's a lot of stress. I could not sit here and say I'm not stressed. Uh, but I kind of I don't like it going from me to like something that's bad going from me to somebody else to somebody else to somebody else. So I try to be positive. Yeah, you, know, you are positive. Like I try not to take out if something doesn't go my way. I'm very much going, okay, well, that didn't work, so now what are we going to do? Uh, in, in, in figuring out the next thing. Like if, if I'm calling to have an artist on a show and they don't, partic- don't want to do it because sometimes I, I get a no, an answer, not often, but I get a no answer sometimes, then it's like I don't, I don't really – hold on to that. I'm immediately the next second going, all right, what's the next step? Um, and the other thing that I'm not going to be is I'm never going to be defeated. You're not going to, de- I'm not going to be defeated. I do I'm, know that about you. I'm I going to believe that. I'm not going to give up either. I'm going to go after it always. So that, you know, this is what I do. I, you know, you think you're like you've always been programmed that way, like to, to not be defeated. I, yeah, I think I have been. I mean, it's, Especially, I mean, here's the thing. I always knew what I wanted to do. Now, part of that is great because I got out of school. I got out of high school and my, my car was packed. I drove to Nashville. I knew I wanted to be in, this, in the music industry, TV, film, whatever it was, somehow, some way. The side of that that's not great was, you know, that's all I was thinking about. I was always thinking about, all right, what am I going to do in the future? As opposed to being in the present of like being in high school. And I was just wanting to get out because I was like, this is not for me. This town's not for me. I want to get out of here. Right. You know, I wish I would have just been able to split the difference a little bit. But the fact of the matter is it's driven people 
you know, it, you have to be driven to be successful in our business. So I felt like I was always driven, but I've always wanted to do this. And so I've been, I'm a historian in, in enter, entertainment. It's like, you can ask my wife, I've got so much useless information in my head, you know? But I bet once in a while, what you, some might think was useless information spurs something pops up and you're like, it's so true. Well, it's like, for example, for the last couple of years, every show we've had to do, we've had to reinvent the wheel every time. So like on the Christmas show that we do, that was a big arena show, you know, down in whatever arena that we were doing it at, big two-hour show. And, and I knew we couldn't do that. And uh, so I was sitting around with uh, my wife one night. She's like, what do you think you're going to do on the Christmas show? And I said, you know, I think I'm going to do a mo- an old-school, modern version of like the old Andy Williams Christmas specials or the old Judy Garland. Well, nobody knows remember those things, but I do. <laughs> because I I man, I will I'll pull them up on YouTube. I, anything having to do with old school entertainment, movies, um, TV shows, the Dean Martin show, all of that, all the way up to what we're doing today. I mean, I've kind of pull from everything. I kind of use it in the studio too. You know, I will reference things all the time. You know, I will reference Allman Brothers or reference you know, hey, this sounds like, you know, and I, I can go, I can give an exact pinpoint idea of what I want the sound to sound like, you know. And so I pull all of that, you know, like I'm the guy that, you know, would be like, all right, so Elvis's band was Ronnie Tutt on drums and Jerry Schiff on bass and See that right Glenn there. D. Harden on piano. and You're kidding me. Yeah, or it's like, you know. That's really that's really them. No, that's them. And then the bass player that was the great bass player, James Jamerson, that played on all the Motown records. And, wow. You know, it's like, wow. you know, it's like that's me. That's what I want to do. That's, that, that's you know, I, 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 I don't have any hobbies. That is my hobby. Um, so the passion is what drives it and and – so that passion, so it's because it's not like work. Like I would think, man, that sounds like a lot of work to to research all that and remember all that. But it's not. No, I don't play golf. I, I mean, I, I do. Play I mean, a lot of I, golf. I, I Maybe don't. That's why my comedy <laughs> career hasn't quite gotten. <laughs> I don't play golf. You know, I mean, it's like my, you know. It's why weekend. did you have to say golf, though? Like, well, it's just going to be, any, I mean, it's just like entertainment and what I do, I, that's I, my hobby. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I do you know? play a lot of golf, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling bad about that. You know, that's my hobby, and, and I love it. It's like I, I just, I love putting together shows, and there's certain moments that where you go, okay, this is why I'm doing what I do, and this is why I'll, as a kid, you know, I can remember being a kid and just pulling for Kenny Rogers, hoping he wins the CMA award, you know, just being in front of that TV and, or like, you know, just some of the old school. It's like um, when on the Christmas show one year we had Tony Bennett, and during rehearsal I just broke down and started crying. Wow. I mean, I just and 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 anybody that knows me knows why I could not believe I had that guy on my stage. You know. So and during the during the rehearsal. Oh, the I, rehearsal. The rehearsal. I was just like it was so overwhelming to me, and because I love every you know. You know, I'm the one that's buying the. I just found, uh, I, uh, I, I lost my heart in San Francisco, the original album. I just found that album, the original one, the original pressing. I just found that. That's like Whoa. gold to me, yeah. man. I, it's like, oh my God, I'll come home and I'll go, look what I found. Look what, <laughs> I love I'll that. go tell my wife who doesn't care. I'm like, look what I found, you know. Uh, but no, it's like, for example, you know, I'm a big collector of uh, Broadway musicals. 
you know. Oh, okay. I just, you know, I'm a big collector of, uh, bro, you know, I got like every piece of vinyl on the I got the original Peter Pan, the original, uh, I got the original um, South Pacific, the original Whoa. Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, all that original stuff. So, it's it's all across the board as far as entertainment is concerned. For you to cry during the rehearsal, you, you somewhat answered one of my questions, but during the moment, like there's been some really special moments on the, the CMAs and the Billboard Music Awards, like really special moments, collabs and whatnot. Are you able to take it in? Is it just too much madness? But like, so that moment struck you during the rehearsal, but during the actual show, does it ever strike you like, wow, this is a really important big moment that everyone's going to be talking about? Or are you just too... Only like once, only once did I ever uh, just almost collapse just because when it was done and I, had, and I had done it. And that was the open for the 50th anniversary. Okay. So I had this idea and Brad Paisley and I arranged it. We were moving our stuff around and putting artists in and out, and we worked on it for probably three weeks, you know, because if you remember, it was Vince opened, and then it went to Brad and Carrie and Roy Clark and Charlie Pride in Alabama and Clint Black and Alan Jackson. <laughs> and, you know, you it was... a freaking memory on Yeah, it. it was just one after another. And so if you have to know my my history a little bit in that, you know, my my father worked in local television at a, a TV station in Wilmington, North Carolina, WECT TV six in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I was little, but he had a Friday. He had several shows, but one of his shows that he had, he was he had a show, a Friday night country music show, and um, all the Grand Ole Opry, if they were in town, they would come do the show. So there was all these Grand Ole Opry stars always coming into town. So I was exposed to both music and TV. When I was five, six, seven, eight years old, you know, that and started the fire. Probably. That started the fire, and that to me, walking into a TV station or a theater or or a recording studio, it's like soundstage. It's like home to me. That's where that's where I want to be. That's where you want to be. You no, know, that's where I want to be. And so we had the fiftieth anniversary, and. That was weighty. That was heavy on me because I was like, I've got to make sure this is right. A lot of moving pieces. It's a lot. And it's a lot yeah, and it's a lot of moving pieces. And uh, you know what? We rehearsed that. It was so funny because rehearsals were terrible. You know I mean? Because a lot of these people hadn't been on TV in a long time, you know? But I love them. And I, it's my job to take care of them. I got to take care of Roy Clark, you know? I got to take care of Charlie Pride, you know? Yeah. And so it was just, uh, it was pretty much the first couple of, just to wrangle all of that was a disaster. And I remember, and I was like going, oh my gosh, have I bitten off more than I can chew here on this one? I was going to ask, were you questioning your... Yeah, I was. So I was walking across stage and I heard this voice and Vince Gill, you know Vince Gill's voice when he's, if he speaks, you know who it is. And I hear, I, I hear... Looked better on paper, didn't it? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and he starts laughing, and he's like, it's going to be fine. So it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Because I had Alabama, you know. And also, you know, all Did these, you believe that at the time? Did you think uh, maybe no, it did? Like, no, no, wow. no. Well, we never did get through the entire, you know, the whole segment was like 10 minutes, you know, because it was all the big classic songs. We never did get an entire, we never did get through the whole thing in rehearsal. So the night we're live, I'm like going, well, here we go. Hopefully we'll get through it. 
You know? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, we never got through it in rehearsal. So we got through Whoa. it. Oh, now it, that's wild. That's it, wild. Yeah. Because it came off like, like flawless. Flawless. Like you had nailed it in rehearsal several uh-huh. times. No. I was a nervous. We were all a nervous wreck going into that performance. And so. What, what kept you from like scaling it back? Or like you, you just had, you're like, we can freaking do this? Well, I mean, you didn't think I about it. Tell, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it's interesting. Those guys like that are from a different era, you know, those, those performers. You know what? They make it happen when the red light's on. I did this commercial like, I don't know, God, it was a long time ago, maybe 25 years ago. So, because I used to shoot music videos and I used to do commercials. And uh, I created Are You Ready for Some Football? Or, you know, we did that. My, me and uh, my business partner, George Flanagan, at the time, we, uh, we, we shot uh, – a guy named Bob Toms created it, and then he hired us to come in and execute and do all of that stuff. So, um, but I was doing a commercial, and I had all these famous people in it, like uh, the announcer from Laugh-In, uh, Mr. T, <laughs> Danny Bonaducci. I had all these 70s, you know, and I had the one guy, uh, you know, the guy that was in Get Smart. Uh, God, I forgot his name. He was in Get Smart. He was the... And golly, I can't remember his name. If you could Google that for me and tell me, I <laughs> I think we know it over here. Don Adams, right? Don Adams, and Don Adams was was he was up there in age at the time, you know. And so I told him, I'm like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna take your shoe off, and you're gonna talk into your shoe, and you're gonna say, and he's like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And I'm like, uh, oh my. So in my mind, in a split second, it went. Oh my God, I got the wrong guy with the wrong TV show. And I'm like, and then I'm like, no, that's him. I said, you know, when you took your shoe off and talked in it, like, and he goes, oh yeah. Okay. So I'm like, you ready? And he's like, yeah. And so I go behind the camera and I look, I look at the cameraman. I'm like, Let's see what we get here. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Roll sound, marker. You know, take one, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, hello, chief. I mean, he like went right into character, did it perfectly. Everything was perfect. And I was like, man, that's a different, that, that, those people were different. Those, those, they're ready. When it's go time. When it's go time, they're ready. And so because I've had so much experience with that, I was like, you know, when it's go time, they'll all come up to speed. They're going to show they're up. They're going to show up. And they did. And uh, so when we to answer your question, though, that was the only time where everything that I had done in my life, everything that had prepped me growing up, being around all the artists and all the Grand Ole Opry stars and coming to town and making music videos and winning video of the year twice with Martina McBride, Independence Day, and then Brooks and Dunn's Believe, you know, creating the festival, all of that culminated. And then I was like, I did it right. You know, I'm not going to be the one that goes, look, you know, but I was like, I did it right. I did, I did what I was supposed to do to honor these artists and to honor this format in the 50th year. And it was overwhelming when it was over. Absolutely. And I, and I broke down and uh, luckily we were going to a commercial break. So then by the time we got to come out, because I was composed by that time, and then we did the rest of the show. Now, if that would have been a disaster, 
you, you probably would have cried too, right? Oh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. Just a different set of tears. Yeah, no doubt about it. And what happens if it doesn't? Like, just, you just keep going, you know, you just keep going. You know, I love so. that you, you're willing to, to just have faith in the fact that these people know when it's go time, yeah. you're like, they're going to show up. That's I was, just, I was just proud, you know, that I was just able to, I mean, I got to work with Roy Clark, and I got to work with uh, Charlie Pride. And, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that means something to me. You know, it's like people ask me, what's your favorite? Up until that point, my favorite performance was uh, Glenn Campbell. He wasn't on stage, but the when I did the tribute to him with Vince and Brad Paisley and Keith Urban, yeah. you know, and and I was, you know, and we did it right. You know, we re-recorded those songs just like the original records. And, uh, you know, to me, that was my favorite. Anytime that I get to, you know, it's like the Kenny Rogers, uh, you know, when we honored Kenny Rogers, anytime I get to do something like that, you know, that's to me, that's, that's my favorite thing. Yeah. That's my favorite thing is to be able to thank people, you know, I want, you know, cause we're not here. I'm not here doing what I'm doing without them. You know, right. I did an interview over at the fanfare exhibits, you know, they have an exhibit hall, you know? So I did it. I went over there, I went over there and the Gatlins were in there and Brenda Lee, who I've known for a long time, Brenda Lee and who else? Uh, Connie Smith, I think was there and Ray Stevens and, it was like, and I'm like, we're in the holding room. And I'm like, what are y'all here for? And like, well, we got a panel at this time. And and they were like, I was like, oh man, I wish I, w- I didn't have a panel. I got a panel too. I wish, you know, I was going to be with y'all so I could hear what y'all said. And they were like, okay, y'all can come on. We're going on stage now. Come on, Robert. And I'm like, wait, what? They're like, you're on this panel. I'm like, there's a mistake here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I should not be on this panel. And they're like, you're on this panel. And yeah. I'm like, and so finally they got to me and it was like, What's the first, you know, my first question? I, and I was at the end of the line. And, the, and I'm like, first of all, when I tell any for everybody, I have no business being here, you know? And Brenda Lee was like, Robert, yeah, you've done so much stuff for yeah, all for did. all these yeah. artists, yeah, you know? You it's like, and to hear that from Brenda Lee. But I was at, I was leaving that day and I was going through the, I was going through and I, and I saw uh, Lynn Anderson, Rose Garden. Remember that? I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose yes, card. Okay. So I saw her over there, Lynn Anderson. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's Lynn Anderson. And I walked, I mean, I was literally a football field away at the exit. And I was like, I turned around and went back and I got in line and I got all the way up. And I said, you don't know me, but I produce all the CMA television properties. And, uh, and I just want to thank you for my job, you know, because without artists like you, I, I wouldn't have a job. And I just wanted to thank you. And I remember as a kid, I had your 45s. She actually called the CMA, the head of the CMA on Monday and said, I just wanted to let you know that this, there was a guy, I couldn't remember my name, but he's your producer. And he came in to thank me. And it just meant so much wow, to me. Wow, I love that. And then she passed away less than a month later. It was God. I, it I was, was just going to say, it was sometimes God. there's divine intervention. No, it was God and, and told me to turn around. What are you doing? Go turn around and go back. But you and obviously, say something to her. you listen to that voice. I do. I try to. A lot I of always, people don't listen to that voice. I try. We all get in our, we get, we all get in our own way. You know, if we can just like let go and just go, okay, we'll just, if you just get still and you can normally hear the answer of what it should be, but but we all, you know, we forget that or we go, hey, I got it. Hey, God, I got this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like we don't got it, you know. Right. And it's like, yeah. And There's so, like a source, you know, I call it the source. And, yeah. And, and even when I'm doing comedy, when I'm doing my best, I usually don't feel like it's me up there. Like, 
You know, once you start thinking like I'm the guy, you know, um, it's you know God. It's 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 a divine energy that you sort of plug into. It is. Like, when it's you true. Think it's you. I've had comedians tell me, and one of my mentors, he told me, you know, Willie Barcena. He said, you know, when I was really full of myself, uh, you know, but uh, I would notice when I would go up there and think it's me up there, and it's not, you know, my my God given gift up there. You know, I don't do as well as when uh, I'm up there, plugged into the to the to God or whatever. Yeah, know, yeah. No, it's so that. true. It's so true. So. Yeah, I just, you know what? I love it. I just, you know, I, if I could go back to the beginning and do it all over again. I mean, the climb was great. You know, making music video, when it's starting out, my first music video, I got $7,000. I mean, no, no, that was the budget. I lost 1000 <laughs> Okay. But you know what? I do it all over again. Yeah. It, to me, it's just, you know, but also I would do it over again because, you know, people go, well, what's the best thing? The best thing is being in the circle. Yeah. You know, and people are like being in the circle, like whatever you do, whether you're doing, whether I'm doing TV show or recording or whatever it is, what happens with the team? You always end up in a circle. Hey, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? What's the plan? Blah, blah, blah. The circle is what's cool. That. Yeah. You know, circle. the circle is what's cool. And I get to work with these artists that I love and, you know, uh, I get to work with the my staff that I love and, and just creators. And and you create these moments that people talk about forever. Like the one that stands out to me, the Chris Stapleton, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And what's interesting about that one in my mind is, you know, Chris Stapleton, usually, okay, Chris Stapleton was not getting a lot of traction at radio at all at the time. No one really in radio seemed to even know who he was or care about who he was. Uh, he, he did that, that, Justin Timberlake thing. They did that thing together. It was insane. And he won like four out of the five awards that he was nominated for. The, that was insane. Um, and, and, so it, I, and, it, and it literally, that performance, it literally sucked the air out of the room for oh, like an incredible. hour. I mean, it was like, I mean, normally if you have a great performance and you go and I, I placed that where we, we, you know, we, we did the performance and then we had a commercial break. Because you can't do anything after that, you know? Right. It's like, what are you going to do, give an award or have another performance? It's like, you can't do that. And yeah. so I knew that, you know, I have got my, my, my commercial breaks normally run five, five, four to six minutes. So I'm like, okay, we'll do a commercial break, get out of here, we'll get reset. And, man, it just couldn't reset. I mean, it, you felt it in the room for an hour after that. And you know what's crazy? So I did a little bit of research on this and, and – uh Loose research, because these numbers, you know, don't quote me on these numbers being exact, but it's um, prior to that, him being on that show, that album, Traveler, I think the first week it sold around 27,000 yeah. copies, right? I think in the next, over the next few months, the total sales were at about 100,000. It sold 100,000 that night. Yeah, exactly. He was trending worldwide. He was trending worldwide that night. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty insane. People woke up to who this Chris Stapleton guy is. And what's fascinating to me is usually like it's the other way around. Like radio breaks these hits, builds these stars. And obviously you're not going to book a bunch of people on your show that, that yeah. people don't necessarily know. You can't do that. Correct. But that was like, so how did that all come about? Like Chris Stapleton wasn't really known until that moment. He wasn't. But, you know, um, it was funny. My son... James, who is now 
uh, also in the business as well. He he graduates from uh, college in December, but he's also working for a management company uh, okay. already. But he was like, I don't know, gosh, he was he was maybe 13, 14 at the time. And he turned me on to that album first. I mean, the very first time, I mean, like, Dad, you got to listen to this Chris Stapleton. And I, now, now, I knew Chris Stapleton. Right. But I had not heard that record. Right. And so, honestly, what happened was it's, it's so, it got, you know, it was one of the most uh, nominated, he was one of the most nominated artists that year. So there was never a question of not putting him on the show, in my mind. Here's the thing. I have to protect, we have to protect the integrity of the CMA Awards. So, yeah, do we want to put on Blake Shelton and Keith Urban? Of course absolutely. we do. Yeah. We absolutely do. But we also want to be able to go put, put on people there that deserve it, that just plain out deserve to be on there. And he's you know? a beast. And he's a beast. And you knew that. And, yes, absolutely. And and I've done that my whole career. It's like I've I've had network executives me go, why are we doing this? And I'm like, because we he does because this artist deserves it. That's why, because it's the right thing to do. I know nobody knows who they are. Okay, I know that, but that's not we again. That's listen. I'm trying to protect the CMA awards for what comes on in five years from now. You know, it's like Miranda Lambert. You know, I got pushback one year because Miranda wanted to. Um, you know, Miranda had gotten this, and and well deserved. But you know, her first performance was um, was it kerosene? I think. Anyway, it was on. A, it, you know, it was in New York, and it was fire and everything, and she killed it. Like she's such a great performer. And then the next year was another tempo, and so well, it got into this thing with the network. Oh, you know, it, one year there was a ballad. And they were like, hey, we want her to do tempo. Do that rock thing, that Miranda thing. And it's like, no, we're not doing that. Because you know what? We're going to protect her. You know, because it's important. This song is important that she gets up there and shows another side besides just the, I'm going to burn everything up. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? This is important for longevity for her career, which at the end of the day helps us. It might help us more right now to have the tempo, but for us in three, four, five years, if we can if we can help her and then she can have a career of 15 years or 20 years, then doesn't everybody win? Isn't that what we should be doing? You know? And so I will do, so I, I, I do that and I believe in that. And so that year, I mean, he had like four or five nominations and it's like, absolutely he deserves to be on this show. Now, I'm going to be truthful with you. The idea of Justin Timberlake came from Chris. Oh, that was Chris's idea. Yeah, well, they had called me and said, you know, he's really good friends with Justin Timberlake. And so would we be interested in that? I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course. But that's not going to be, that's not a prerequisite of being on the show. Right. You know? But, yeah, we should do that if we can. I mean, it's Justin Timberlake, you know? And so I thought, you know, a lot of times when you're dealing with someone of that stature, they're going to want to bring in their own creative team. They're going to bring, you know, everything. And Justin was great. Justin was like, man, your shows are great. Do your creative like you normally do. You do it. And I'm like, okay, great. We'll do it. So 
I just felt like, you know what? This should be about the music. It should be organic. It shouldn't. It's not smoke and mirrors here. You know, we're this this let's present the music and let's just worry about that. So we did the performance. It was funny too because it was good in rehearsal. So you knew. Well, it was good. But it wasn't. It wasn't that. what it was. Was that once again that red light came on? Exactly. And a different thing happened. Right. And so it was funny because we did the rehearsals and it was great, and then. Justin, before he left, he came over to the producer's table, and I'm already on to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we got another artist to, to, to rehearse. And so he came over, and he leaned over, and he whispered in my ear, and he goes, don't worry about it. It'll be great tomorrow night. And I was, I was confused because I was like, well, it was, it's pretty good now. Yeah. I'm not worried about this performance if you think that's what I'm worried about. And so, but then after he did the, after they did the performance, I, I understood what he was saying. You know, this is going to be off the chart, you know. It was, it was very memorable. And, you know, it, what's interesting is listeners, people were waking up the next day all over the country and calling radio and saying, where's this Chris Stapleton guy, Ben? Where have you been hiding this guy? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. some of them are like wanted answers. They're like, yeah. you know, like, what, what, what's, what's going on? And, uh, like, you kind of forced, forced their hand a little bit to, to and then, you know, he went on to, to, to do all kinds. I mean, that, that Traveler record, I think, is, what, three times platinum? Yeah. Maybe five? I got the plaque in my, in my house. <laughs> I got the plaque. Look. I loved him when I was at Country Radio. There are people over at Mercury that can vouch for this. I was playing Chris Stapleton. Not a lot of people. I, that that song, What Are You Listening To? Um, his, I think it was his first single that they worked at radio. I, I was playing the, the crap out of that record. I thought it was the biggest smash. I loved that song. It didn't, didn't do anything. Uh, radio just right. didn't embrace it, yeah. and, which I never understood because to this day, it's probably my favorite Chris Stapleton song. Yeah. I, I was telling uh, you know my friend Damon over there that, runs that late. I was like, man, you guys should really think about re-releasing that because artists have done that before. Yeah, yeah, you know, right, right. Like exactly, they have. Chris Young did it. Uh, I forget who else did it. They'll go back and release one that they did early in their career once they have a bigger name and then it, it becomes a number one single. And that, that I don't know if you've ever heard What Are You Listening To? Uh, yeah, I go back. I got to listen to it. Yeah. Oh, Robert, yeah. I know you're a fan yeah. of Chris Yeah. You've oh, yeah. you listen to that record. Yeah. I, man, I'm going to text it to you that's how 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 passionate okay, I am. All right. you listen to this song you're gonna be like yeah. whoa dude yeah yeah you well send I mean? it to me well he can sing the phone book as far as i'm concerned he's yeah. like he's insane and right. by the way his wife's a great singer too okay she's incredible she is yeah i mean they they're, they're harmonies too. oh my gosh i love how she also watches him i mean where she can be right in phrasing is just right there with chris it's like it's really special. She uh, she could be her own. <laughs> There's no doubt. She is an incredible singer. Like I said, you know, it's just the connection. You know, it's all about the music for them. You know, and it, which is which it should be, and just how she is just right there. Just she is zeroed in on him yeah. when he's singing, and when there she's singing harmony. It's just it's really special. Yeah, that's a match made in heaven. Do you like hot chicken or? Do I you, don't eat hot chicken. You just just a rule. I. 
I just, I'm not a hot. I mean, I would have like a little bitty tiny. Yeah, you're not into the hot. Do you not eat hot anything? I don't eat hot anything. Just chicken. Yeah, because you know what happens, you know, for people that don't eat hot chicken, you know, it's, it could be bad. There's a reason. It could yeah. be bad the next day. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so this is a hard, hard rule. You draw this line in the for a reason. Yeah, because I never eat anything spicy. Ever. Ever. Okay, so there's uh, like. But I'll, I mean, you, you've learned your lesson. Is that what you think? Okay, so what? Oh, my. So this is the hot, the Nashville hot. Those look good. Those do look good. Um, but I'll try a bite. So I don't think the Nashville hot. So they have one called Poltergeist. Now oh, this no. Is, uh, this Should is, I try the Poltergeist? Where is the Poltergeist? I'm not Aren't doing it. Aren't you even a little curious about no, the No, I am not. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But, but I, here's the thing with Poltergeist. Once you take a bite, now I've, 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 done this already you can't taste anything from that point forward <laughs> all you can taste is just pain <laughs> you know your eyes are water by the way you're not talking me into this <laughs> there's a distinct difference oh you can look at the difference you can tell the difference in yeah. the two i yeah. don't know why i'm doing this again but i just think that it makes for good um cage-free conversation yeah all right but, um yeah this is a this is a demon that's that's a demon so i'm gonna try a little taste yeah, of this try, try a little taste but maybe a pickle here uh the pickles help no it's... no i'm gonna do this right here okay that is hot and that's just nashville hot i love that you did that i'm you, good you, you have a you have a rule about this and you broke it but it's hot <laughs> how mad would you be if i said boy we we flipped them and that's the that's the poultry. Oh, I wouldn't be mad at all. <laughs> Had we done it, you would be, trust me. I would be. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, we should have done that, Peter. <laughs> you, but I couldn't risk you being mad at me for that. But All right, I'm going to do the poltergeist here. Ooh, I'm telling you, I cannot imagine what that is. Oh, poltergeist yeah. chicken wing. Now, you see it's a lot darker and, and more of a red. It's really, that looks dangerous to me. Yeah. So we're going to go for it. I mean, my mouth's burning up now. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. It's a delayed thing. It, oh, man. Why am, I, why am I doing this again? I'm going to have those problems you were talking about tomorrow. Yes. I mean, it's called poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that just hit the back of my throat when I started to laugh a little. Oh, goodness. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, yeah, get that open. No, for me. there's no way. I'm, I'm not having this. In I mean, hey, listen, if you like hot chicken, I'm sure that's the place to get it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're you're struggling right now. <laughs> I'm trying to envision somebody sitting in a restaurant or even at home, like eating a meal of that. <laughs> it's hot. Well, look, um, I know you're a busy man. I know you got somewhere to be. I appreciate it so much, Robert, that you would take the time. Of course. Your, your freaking show's next week. Next week, yeah, we're shooting next week. So it's going to be fantastic. It's a good show. And you've you worked with the biggest names in the business, and, and now you're sitting here talking to, to probably the smallest uh, <laughs> in your career. And that's why I appreciate it so damn much. You're, like, oh, you're well. I do anything for you. You're such an interesting guy, and, and, and I'd love to do it again sometime when we have a little more time. Because let's, I've let's always enjoyed our conversations. I've always been just kind of blown away by how you keep it all together uh admire everything that that you do and that you've done and, and uh so yeah i appreciate it let's do it again i love this right on man thanks for being here